This is Comet Picks by the Glick. How's it going? It's going pretty good, John. What you got going on for us? Well, this week I realized, that, hey, you know, we haven't, I haven't actually talked about manga in a little while. <laughs> time to catch up then. Yes, huh? time to catch up on just like a bunch of random stuff I've bought over the last couple weeks. Last month, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, kicking off stuff this time is something from no, no one less than the god of manga himself, Samu Tezuka. Okay. He's the guy who did, um, like, uh, Astro Boy. Yes, Astro as Boy. As we understand it. Yes, and more recently, um, Vertical, the people who've brought us... Brought us this manga I'm about to be talking about in a second. They've also brought um, excellent uh, other excellent series from him, like like um, like Otakirito, um, Apollo Song, and MW. All worthwhile. And now they bring in one of his other signature series, Blackjack, um, to American audiences. Okay. It's like, what is Blackjack about? Well, Blackjack is the name of a surgeon, a surgeon surgeon with the hands of God, so to speak. Mm. So basically, it's like he's the kind of guy who, for for any for, for outrageous fees, he will cure your medical problems through surgery, through sur- through surgery. Awesome. Yes, and this this first volume, it's like basically it's person's like I re- one of the things I like about Tezuka is that well old school Tezuka anyway is that basically like he'll he'll go he'll like um, bring up stuff that just like comes along that crosses the cultural divide in terms of stuff that they you all know, Japanese won't won't bet an eye at, but us in America will go. You know, that, that, that's kind of strange, you know. For instance, in this volume, we'll get stuff like how we um, basically removed, you know, how we how we removed how we removed his true love's um, reproductive systems in order to um, turn her into turn her into like a more masculine person or to save her from cancer. How we um, tried how we repaired a um, computer circuit in order to make it make it realize that in, after it de- after it um, demanded that that Blackjack come and cure him because it was sick. And also, um, in a special um, um, story that was appended only to the hardcover edition, which I got thanks to my thanks to the um, excellent people over at West Coast Fantasy, um, how Blackjack actually um, managed to um, separate a, some conjoined twins who basically were only two heads um, sharing one brain. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess if he had to cure anything, that would be the thing to cure, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really it's it's always it's always very interesting. Like it's like he sort of the first volume, you think it's. It's got a standard formula. I mean, like you got the got the craziest medical situation. Blackjack comes and cures it, and then all is and everyone gets what they deserve at the end. It's just, it's a um, it's a simple formula, but um, Tezuka makes it work through the, all like the crazy situations he comes up with. Because in addition to what I've talked about, he's also got the um, a son of a rich kid who um, whose body is ruined, and the um, the rich kid's dad basically frames another kid. In order to um, get Blackjack the parts he needs, in order to save the kid himself. Yeah, okay. yeah, and also a um, another a say another um guy who basically comes to Blackjack with a with a with a curse. Basically, he's he's had some face. So basically, a, the basically um it's gotten like see a diseased, mutated in a way that basically reflects his reflects his inner soul. And it's it's good stuff. And like like I said, it's, it's got enough. Just to make this this volume this volume work though, it's like I'm interested to see like all the all the other twists he's gonna come up with subsequent volumes because Vertical is doing this as the definitive edition that's going that's gonna cover all sixteen volumes of the of the series. So like it's good right now. I'm interesting that they'll be able to um, keep things up over the next couple of volumes. Oh, okay. However, one of the things though is that and I prefer really say albatross across the series neck is the you know, it's Blackjack sidekick, Pinoco. Like she's a she's a cute kid who's basically like like a, like a lolly type character who's basically like she's she's basically like a cute 
cute kitty, kitty tone. It goes around billing herself as, as Blackjack's wife. And she is annoying as all get out because mm. she's, like I said, she's like here to be here to be cute, cute and saccharine, and she's just annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. Except for her origin story, which is brilliant, one of the best blackjack stories so far. Because basically, she wasn't actually a real person before she was introduced in the series. She was actually made from saccharine? No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> she was made from a tumor. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yes, she was a, she was actual she was an actual tumor that Blackjack had to uh, make a psychic deal with. They're saying, hey, I'm not going to kill you, so if you please let me remove you from your host, I will make you into a real person. <laughs> okay, now that yeah. sounds like a good story. Yeah, that's crazy. And I like, and problem is, like every everything she's been that that she's been involved with has basically been downhill from there because she's so goddamn annoying. Okay. Okay, but still, like the first volume, whether you get in hardcover or softcover, well, well worth reading. I'm looking forward to picking up the. And like I said, even though I've got some reservations. I'm looking forward to picking up the rest rest of these volumes from here on out because Tezuka, like when he's in his um when he's is his old school like appealing to the older audience phase rarely disappoints. Okay, and what's next? Next up, well we're going well like we're going like well well Blackjack is like really um at the um outer edge of commerci- commerciality for 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 manga. We're going something even further out. We've got Me and the Devil Blues by Akira Hatamoto. Akira Hiramoto, my bad. No problem. Okay. Me and the Devil Blues is the story of um, blues guitarist um, De- um, Robert Johnson, who uh, most people will know, if, if, you, if you don't know his music, you remember the fact that he is um, reputed to have sold his soul at the crossroads to the devil for his skills at the guitar. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So you've got a Japanese artist interpreting, interpreting a uniquely American story. Mm-hmm. Now, this, ver- this first volume is extremely thick. It's basically two Japanese volumes bound in one for 20 bucks. Now, I'm glad I bought this because, like, I want to support, like, crazy-ass, um, like, Japanese projects like this um, being brought over to American shores. So I'm happy I brought this. The problem is that um, while you – is that it's more – it's – I wouldn't say it's different good in the sense that, you know, this is strange, but it's cool, but it's strange, and I'm wondering, what the hell is this guy trying to do? Mm-hmm. Because um, Hiromoto um, basically interests the nut, like a lot of odd, um, does a lot of odd things with, um, with, um, with his interpretation of Robert Johnson's life. I mean, he's not trying to do a straight biographical take of this guy. I mean, he's just look at the legend and the time, the time period of Robert Johnson just to create his own story. Well, it's interesting in itself, and he may keeps the the tick the Japanese ticks to a minimum because like there's few scenes where I realize, hey, you know what, this this is an American thing. This is where you got the um, where you got his sister just like jump kicking him in the head to right. um, get him back to work. Like you know that's that's a Japanese thing. Sure. When you got his um friend like um clasping his hands together, praying to um give to um absolve him of some of like um dating this one girl. It's like you guys, oh, that's a Japanese tick right there. Right. They're Mostly kept to a minimum. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But then you get other weird stuff like jumps in t- like jumps in time where um at the very end when you when when um Johnson shows up with his um mad skills and um one of the legendary um losing stars who's who he's been talking to all this time Sun House basically um basically like um shows up and says like he like House has been shown has shown up in the series prior like trying to instruct um Johnson on what what the blues are but then when he shows up at the end he's like. Dude, I've never seen you before. What are you doing here? And you're like, what's going on here? 
it's not entirely clear what he's trying to get. Mm. Entirely clear what he's trying to get at. And then there's parts where, um, where um, in the later half, latter half of the book, where um, where Hiromoto gives him, oh wait, wait, he's got ten fingers and two hands, well, two hands on one arm, mm-hmm. and you're wondering, well, what what's he trying to do here? But it makes no sense. And then the best of all is like when um, when Clyde Barrow, yes, that Clyde Barrow of Bonnie and Clyde, shows up and takes takes Robert Johnson on a on a wild ride, basically to um, just like. I don't know what what's the whole point of bringing Clyde in for this, but funny thing is, even though it's crazy, it actually winds up having a stabilizing influence in the story because it actually adds some focus on the latter half, where where Clyde rides into a very very straight laced town that's very very anti black, but also very anti prohibition. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's funny seeing Clyde um, go up and says, "Hey, I, I want a soda pop." It's like, "Okay, here you go," and then some other guys running run says, "Hey, you know, we want some bourbon." And then like they get getting chased out with shotguns at the <laughs> end of the story, so it's funny. But like I said, that's me and the double blues so far. I mean, personally, it's like I'm willing to give this stuff because it's strange a chance to see what how it goes in the second volume. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, well, I don't know. I mean, there's there's better weirder stuff like that you can spend your money on if you want to support weird out there Japanese projects like Blackjack. Right. <laughs> okay. Moving back towards the more commercial. You've got Hideyuki Kikuchi's Vampire Hunter D Volume One. Oh, okay. Now we got lots of. I'm sure like everyone likes Vampire Hunter D. Well, anyone who anyone who's got classes likes likes Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> okay, this is um, an adaptation of um, Hideyuki Kikuchi's um, novels um, by Saiko Takaki. Now I've been interested in giving this series a chance for a while, but I didn't actually um, bother to pick up until I got the uh, had one of those Borders deals where it was buy four manga, get the fifth one free. There's your fifth one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, however, had I um, taken a closer look at the back of this volume, I probably would have um, picked up volume two instead. Because, John, stop me if this sounds familiar to you. All right. Okay. The year is 20, 2090 AD, and what, what little is left of humanity has finally crawled out from the ashes of war and destruction. For the darkness of the fog, mutants and a race of vampires known as the nobility have spawned. They rule the weak with no remorse. Once Bitline... Blah, 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 blah. Okay, why... Okay, skip ahead. Enter D, a lone mysterious vampire hunter, sought out by the desperate Doris Lang. Bitten by the vampire lord, Count Lee, Doris is destined to her unholy fate. Can D deliver her from her curse and bring her to salvation, or will she ever be part of the unholy dead? John, stop me. Does this sound familiar to you at all? Where does this sound familiar to you from? Okay, John's making, um, like, like... Help me remember faces. So basically, yes. Okay, for those of you who are familiar with this, this is the story of the original Vampire Hunter D OVA, the series oh, that brought the series to um, right. to prominence mm. way back in the eighties. Okay, so they finally put it in manga form. Yes, and to be honest, like I said, I when you're adapting stuff from straight like from like like from the books or from the anime, it's like it. It really isn't really that good. I mean, the only worthwhile adaptation of the sort I've seen is um, the one for Samurai Champloo, which um, ha- which managed to capture a lot of its um, cra- a lot of the um, the manga's the anime's craziness like into anime form. Mm-hmm. This though, I mean, Psycho Takaki's art, it's not bad, but it's really overly detailed, and the guy's got like like I he goes really so far over the top in a lot of scenes that um. That's like you're just kind of like rolling your eyes at a lot of it. I mean, it's 
like if you if you've read the, the um if you've Dark Horse's um English translation of the original of the first volume or you've seen the mo- the original on the um the anime, it's like there's not a whole lot of surprises in here for you. Hmm. To that point where I'm gonna have to like basically say give this thing a free pass, saying like, yeah, it's like I wish I'd got gone and picked up volume two instead of volume one. Which you might actually go and do. Yeah, I really want to go ahead and give give volume two a, a read since I haven't since that's probably gonna be adapting a story I haven't read before. Gotcha. Okay. Last on the list is an ongoing series. This is After School Nightmare. Like I just picked up volume eight recently. Okay. This is one of my my current favorite um, mangas. Like I'm looking forward to each volume of the series as it comes out. And especially the story of um of um Ichijo Ichijo Mashiro, who's got a unique problem. Like he's going to a high school, basically well you see from the top up, he's male. From the bottom down, he's female. This is a problem. This is very much a problem. And he's also been he's also been selected as a part of a um, unique school program where basically everyone everyone involved in this this group basically has to um attend class attend such a class each each like one day one day each week and basically like, confront confront each other in in this one this one dream landscape where they where they have to fight each other for their in their dream selves for for the key in order for the for the one person to graduate now. Aside from that, the series is basically handled in a very, some, very somewhat realistic fashion. It's like the thing is, though, it's like aside from this, you might want to think of this. If you've seen um, Revolutionary Girl, Lieutenant, you might want to think of the the uh, school where Ichijo um, um, takes his classes at. Basically, it's kind of like an annex to the Otori Academy because basically his his whole um, arc is basically just is basically it's just like a huge metaphor in itself. Now he's also got problems because he's also because like. Over the course of the series, I mean, he's—it's basically all about him trying to find out what what is his proper gender. Is he is he truly a guy? Is he truly a girl? What's the case? And he's got like several characters who basically um, help try to put him in either direction. You've got um, Kureha, the girl who's got had suffered a traumatic event in her past, who basically got, that basically caused her to hate men. She she gloms onto Ichijo in the sense that oh, he's a non-threatening guy. And then you got um, So Mizuhashi, who basically see, sees Amichijo as a girl and wants to make make him his, even though he's only got his he's severely messed up as a character himself because he's got he's basically going through an incestuous relationship with his sister at the same time. Okay. Now, with a lot of series though, it's like I like when you're go when you're trying to torment the main character, I'm like, oh man, that sucks, man. Like I like this guy. I don't want you to see him mess with him in this way. With After School Nightmare, though, seeing um, Ichijo um, suffer um, as, he's, as his um, sense of self is, is thoroughly ripped apart, ripped apart in the way that he tries he tries to be a guy, seeing him seeing that his his ideals thro- like thoroughly torn apart is such delicious delicious drama that I don't care. And I love that it's great seeing seeing this seeing this drama play out. I mean, like the series does a the series it's it's written. Art, art, and, um, art and story by Satona Mizushiro. She's got a great handle on diving into the psyche for each of her characters, on what, what makes them tick. And even for like the small characters, um, it, it works really well. And one one thing is though is that well, actually one of the few issues I have with the series is that she one of the mysteries of the series is who is the um, Black Knight in the in the dream world that basically tries to um, keep messing with Ichijo in each. Like in each some um, situation, and it's severely hinted throughout the series that it's basically um that's so Mizuhashi, 
though if you've really got any sense of um of how these genre rules play out, you look at this and think, hey, you know, that can't be him. So it has to be this guy. And then she also throws in like other red herrings, so like, oh no, it can't be this guy. Hmm. So it's but then it's like in volume eight, on the most recent volume, basically shows you, oh wait, it is this guy after all. Hmm. So it's it's, like it's but still it's resolved in a way that make, that makes that makes sense. And I'm definitely looking forward to the last two volumes. It's going to volume ten. And like I said, if you like like it's weird it's essentially a shoujo manga. Okay. So like if you're but this is like the kind of shoujo manga that I like. It's, it's not just like about like gir- like happy, cutesy, girly relationships, just like weird psychological messed up stuff. Mm-hmm. So like that's the kind of stuff that I that I can get into. It's like and I highly recommend. It's like like one through eight is is available now. Volume nine um, is said to be out like last week, but I but the site says um, like November. But okay. in any case, it's it should be finishing up either November or February. It's going to finish up in February of next year. And God knows I, if they had the money for the last few volumes, I paid for them now. <laughs> okay, and with that, going to go and call it a night. So we'll see you next week on Comic Clicks by the Glick. All right, see you later.